Welcome to the Recruitment Marketing Rebelcast. My name is Elin Bailey, and alongside me on this journey into the talent acquisition and recruitment marketing universe is my friend and favorite partner in crime, Tracy Parsons. We've been getting together and talking and debating the world of TA for what seems like forever. And after a few too many cocktails, we thought, what the heck, let's hit record. And that, my friends, is how we ended up here, sharing our thoughts with you in hopes you'll find it equal parts fun, interesting, and a teeny bit inspiring. We don't sugarcoat the issues, we address them head on. So let's get this party started. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning, Alyn. How are you? You know what? I am actually doing okay. If we, for all of our um, iffy moments over the last couple of months, I feel like, you know, I'm back into some sort of a stride. So not bad. How about you? I'm doing good, but I did, I did see the best meme of all time today. It says 2020 feels like when Scar took over Pride Rock. That's awesome. That's I know. exactly I, it. I oh, saw that this morning and I was like, I have to tell Alyn. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's exactly it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, oh, 2020. Yeah. It's got some challenges. I'm telling you. It's, it's not, a whole, it's, my, other fa- my other favorite reference point is 2020 feels like the boat ride scene in Willy Wonka that doesn't end. Yes, it does. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is just the year. You're right. It's, this is the year that's never ending. I, I literally, it's the first time we're in, we're headed into July. And I was like, when it, when the when I turned the, when the calendar turned over and I saw it was July, I literally had a moment where I was like, what? It's like not October yet? Because this mm-hmm. is, it feels like it should be. We're, this is definitely a long and draggy year. I'm ready for it to be over. 100%. But, yes. That's okay. We're getting through it as we go. So of that, course we are. Yep. That kind of leads me to what I thought we could talk about today. I love it. So, Let's do it. Um, yeah. So th- I will preface this by saying the idea got sparked earlier this morning by a couple of different posts I actually saw on LinkedIn. And I will... Um, add those down below. So, because, But what I notice is, is a lot of people are starting to talk about this topic uh, in a roundabout way. This idea that in today's world, what we think we need to market to, this idea in recruitment marketing, the messaging that we have, you know, we've been so focused in, in, in kind of up-leveling our message in the last few years around how to help people find their sense of self and their job or a sense of mm-hmm belonging within the environment and the atmosphere, but given where we are and and what's happened in 2020 and and kind of how things have emerged, maybe we need to be taking our messaging down a couple clicks down Maslow's hierarchy of needs and really rethinking from a recruitment marketing perspective, what is it that people really want to know about your company and how they would fit into it? Is it a different message than it was even a few months ago? And I thought, you know, that's actually pretty accurate, right? If you if you think about, and I know everybody's familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but I'm going to do a quick kind of refresher against it, right? So please this do, pyra- please do. Right. In this pyramid of stages, it basically what it's saying is that in order to meet the next level, you have to have the first level met, right? And the first level is your basic physiological needs, right? Do I have air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, all those basics met. And once those are met, then I need to make sure that I feel safe and secure. Am I personally feeling secure? Do I have a job? Do I have the resources I need? Do I have the health I need to have? Is my property secure? 
after that's met, now I can start talking about love and belonging, right? Do I have the friendships, intimacy, family, a sense of connection? And once you have that, then you can start building esteem, which is having respect and self-esteem and status and recognition and strength and a sense of freedom. And finally, we get to this place of self-actualization, which is desire to become the most that you can be, to want to be something bigger and to have a bigger impact on the world. And if you think about it, so much of our messaging over the last few years has been focused, at least I feel like, we've been focused on how do we sell people on this idea that they can be something more than they are today by coming to our company, that they're going to have this great opportunity to enrich themselves and the lives of others, right? We talk about how, you know, we put our employer branding message in there that talks about how, what we're doing for the environment and even what we're doing with diversity and inclusion. Like if you join us, you're going to be part of this bigger picture that helps society. Although I think all that stuff sounds interesting, maybe we've got to go back down to the basics right now when people are just trying to figure out how to stay alive. Mm -hmm. Maybe the messaging needs to be focused more on you can meet your basic needs, you'll get a paycheck, and we will make sure we keep you safe and your family safe so that um, you don't end up in in the intensive care unit. So I think this is fascinating in a bunch of different ways because we were a couple of years ago, a year ago, eight months ago in the space of, okay, everybody's got their basic needs met because we have such low unemployment, right? So the bulk of people have their need, their physiological needs and their safety needs, they're met. So we have to level up the communications to keep people growing and keep people feeling like they can continue to grow. But with all of the things that have happened in the last seven months, you're right. I don't even think it's a maybe. I think it's we do need to go down. In fact, yesterday when I was, so one, one of the things that's fun for me is going and reading job descriptions and seeing how bad they are, how good they are. <laughs> yeah. And so I frequently search for jobs. I even frequently apply for jobs knowing full well that I'm not going to take a job, right? So this is, and sometimes the, the great thing happens. And I'm like, that's the cool thing. But I found this job posting that was fantastic. And I'm going to read it to you. It says at the very beginning, it has the job title. It has, you know, some basics like in the U.S., operations full-time. A note from Trust, which is the company. We know you're likely experiencing a lot of disruption as our nation and our world responds to COVID-19. We're experiencing it too. There are two things we want you to know when it comes to hiring. First, we're financially stable. We have a variety of well-established government contracts and we expect to continue over the next few years. Also, we're winning new work and have a robust rainy day fund. Second, so we're the basic Uh needs, right? Yeah, exactly. They covered security first. Yep. Second... During video interviews, putting that in there, right, Uh you'll likely see more of our human side, family members, partners, kids, and pets at home with us. We promise to be present and engaged, but we may be a little harried. It's okay if you are too. We understand that everyone is experiencing extra stress right now. If you have any questions along the way, please let us know and stay healthy and safe. Amazing. that, That lit up my whole life. That's I was like, amazing. that's how you do it, kids. That's how you do it. And you couple that with the, the news yesterday that the state of Florida 
is telling people that, yep, you're still going to work from home. But if you care for your kids while you're on the clock, you're going to get in trouble. So there are two (laughs) ways to go about these things. Obviously, there's the Florida way, which turned in a whole big Twitter trend yesterday that everybody's like, you got to go find this. I had not even heard that one. That's completely ridiculous. Again, it's insane. Completely missing the world around you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Read the room, Florida. Um, Although we could say that a lot. No offense, Florida. Actually, some offense, Florida. But when I when I read that from trust and we talk about the context of the hierarchy of needs, trust is reading the room. Like, I can't tell you the number of conversations that I've had in the last two weeks of people. Well, we don't really need to do much recruitment marketing right now because there's so many out of work people. Oh, no, and I, no, no. My, uh, no, honest to God, Alin, my next statement is go, go check the wreck. And then they check the wreck and notice that there are like very few people on the wreck. And I said, they're unemployed, but they're terrified. They're anxious and they don't believe anything that's being said right now. You need to market to people because they're not showing up right now. They don't know. Like, yes, they might be out of work. Right. They're going to collect unemployment until they don't. Uh-huh. Then they're going to figure something else out because they don't have their basic needs being met of safety and security. They don't feel like applying for a job right now is smart. They don't feel like it's safe. So right. don't think that all of these unemployed people mean that it's a boon to your open wrecks. It's not. You've got to help them see that you are going to offer them not only the basic needs of the physiological needs that we're going to pay you, but we're also going to make sure that we keep you safe. So they need stability. They need safety. I'm blown away by this. Yeah. I think this is such an important message. And this is where recruitment marketing, you should be making your statement and your move. If you want to know why you are valuable to a company, it's because you understand this stuff, right? And you understand that it's not just, okay, so here's the difference between employer, in my mind, you know, forgive me, my my fabulous, I have some wonderful friends who are employer branders versus um, recruitment marketers, right? But Mm -hmm. distinctly, the difference here is you are not selling the brand of the company, meaning how awesome the company is, you are trying to help people understand how they fit in to your world and and become part of that company. As a recruitment marketer, you have got to make that connector and connect that dot for them. If you go to your career site right now, and I challenge everybody to go and do this, go to your career site right now and look at what you are pushing as your key kind of headline stories or messaging. Are you even reflecting the world around you at all? Are you touting how awesome it is to come and work at your company and work on the newest, greatest technology? Or are you doing what Trust is doing and saying, hey, Thanks for coming and checking us out. We are in the same space you are right now. Here's how we're managing the world around us. This is how you can manage the world around you when you come and work with us, right? And we're going to help and support you in that space. Are you reading the room or are you ignoring it and acting like it's a separate thing, like it's not connected to the actual human's lives? I I think that's, you know, 
a, a big space for us. When was the last time in this environment, for all of you who have automated workflows going on for your nurturing campaigns and your nurturing messages, when was the last time in the last few months, weeks, even days, where you took a step back and read your messages again and said, are these still relevant to the world in which I work? I, I mean, I'm, I'm taking I, I, this on myself and saying, I don't think we've done it. I, I, we right. need, I need to go do it. This is, we're missing the mark. Yes. I've said this a thousand times. These are not expensive things. No. Going in and checking in on your automation messages is not an expensive thing. Right. It might cost you a little money and time to change a career site, depending on how that's hosted and developed, but you've got to change it. You've got to change it. And you've got to be out there in using your social channels to talk about this and acknowledge it. This is how you're going to create a brand that lasts during Scar taking over Pride Rock. That's right. Exactly. Help everybody understand how they can still get to the watering hole. I mean, it's going to be safe to be there to go and drink from it. Really, it's a great analogy. You've got some water. Everybody needs it. They want to come to the watering hole and drink it. But if you're petrified that if you go near the watering hole, the hyenas are going to come and jump out and eat you alive. Or Mm -hmm. the virus is going to come and take you down and your family and your extended family and the 10 people that you saw when you had to go get groceries in the grocery store, you're not likely to go to the watering hole. You need to go to to stay alive. That's right. So how how do we start to help people feel that way um, and help them understand? Because listen, I know if you're still operating as a company out there, it is a very high likelihood your company is doing something to help manage the environment around you, right? Whether it's working from home. Hopefully God, we the, hope so. Got, you know, or whether it is Florida. You know, to Florida. Oh, dear Lord, I still can't even believe that one. There's something that you can talk to in that message and start to think about what are you doing. How about another, this doesn't cost you anything, right? Let me give you another scrappy thing you can do as a recruitment marketing team. What about putting together a quick set of key messages related to the kind of the hierarchy of needs for people that you can give to your sourcers or your recruiters so that when they are on the phone with people, they can be looking at them and remind themselves to say things like, hey, it's going to be okay if you um, have a video interview with us. We understand, just like mm-hmm. trusted that, you know, things may be a little you know, different in this environment and to make people feel comfortable. These few things that we can do to help our partners in the recruiting space think about what they're saying and how they're saying it costs us nothing and will exponentially increase the ability for us to land and to market in the right way. I am inspired to go and take a look at this and to spend some time with it. And I like the industry is starting to bubble with this. People are starting to think about it and to talk about it a little bit. Because listen, this is, and by the way, I don't think this is like, I think, you know, in some instances, like, you know, you know, God forbid a horrible hurricane comes through or a volcanic eruption. I'm in the Northwest. So, you know, we have those or something that happens in that space. These are temporary events that happen. And oftentimes we don't necessarily go and change our entire strategy or approach for something that's going to last a month, two months or three months. 
I don't think our current environment and the world that we're living in today is suddenly going to shift on a dime in the next six to eight months. I think you've got a long runway here to reassess and approach this. You're not going in and putting a Band-Aid on something that is a temporary problem statement. We are um, in this mix, if nothing else, just in this COVID-19 mix, at least through the end of the year, if not into 2021. It's the nor- normalcy is going to be a whole new thing. So I think it's okay to readjust and readdress now. I don't think you're, you run the risk of doing something that's only a temporary issue. I think it's even bigger than all of this. Like I could not agree more, Alin, that we need to have talking points for each of the hierarchical needs. We need to be talking about those things because not everybody goes to work to be self-fulfilled. Some people go for food, water, warmth, and rest. Some go for safety and security. Like I've talked about this before and I really believe that like that's the the Maslow's hierarchy of needs is fantastic. And I think within that there is a, I'm going to call it the Parsons hierarchy of work and (laughs) it's jobs, careers, and callings, right? There are a whole lot of people that just want to do a job and get paid. I'm going to go with 70 plus percent, just want to go do a job and get paid. Yeah. Then there are people who have a career, right? This is the thing that I do. It fulfills me. I feel very proud of my work. But then there are people who have callings that are like, can't imagine doing something else, right? I always, I always put nurses in the callings category because I, I've never met a nurse who was like, oh yeah, I've always wanted to be a nurse. Being a nurse is what I do. That's who I am. That's, it's part of their identity. Mm-hmm. And that's the Parsons hierarchy of work. We spend a lot of time marketing and talking to the career and calling people when the bulk of our hires are jobs people. And I think we do that because somehow we think for whatever reason, we've developed a a framework that says the jobs people are less valuable, harder, easier to get. They'll take anything. They don't require nuance to the message at all. And I think this is the prime time to realize that's not true. Oh my God. It's not just any job. I have have reasons for why I choose one job over another. It is 100% fallacy, right? Because I know personally, a lot of people who do very high paying, very high end, technically skilled jobs, mm-hmm. software developers, right? who this is just their job. This is not a career or a calling to them. This is a skill that they have that people are willing to pay plenty of money for. And I know, I know everybody that's listening that's ever tried to hire a software developer, you think that these folks are career or calling people. <laughs> no, they have, they have a skill that we need. And yeah, it's hard to fill. Maybe it's hard to fill because we're not talking to them about what they need to be talked to about. Bingo. Maybe that's the aha moment for all of us. This this is the opportunity that today's environment is providing us as an opportunity to go and to look at the Parsons hierarchy. And the Parsons hierarchy of work. I'm gonna I'm gonna trademark that tomorrow. Oh, you so should. Remember that uh-huh. whole episode we did about how things got named? This one yes. is good. Yeah, exactly. This one will take it. We'll take I it. think so. And I think that Parsons hierarchy of work is important because it helps us 
think about how we connect our messaging, not just to this per, this this random persona, but really fundamentally to the psychology of what makes what drives people, what motivates people. Motivators are more important than outside influences. The Sunshine Initiative is a labor of love for Tracy, and we hope that you'll go to ParsonsSC.com and check out some of the great people that are there ready and looking for their next opportunity. You know, when you feel helpless, you try to help. And that's what the Sunshine Initiative is all about. There's so many talented employer brand, recruitment marketing, candidate experience, and HR tech pros out there that have been impacted by layoffs. And we wanted to shine some sunshine on them in hopes that they can find their new home. Please take a look at this great talent and see if you can help connect them to their right opportunity. Thank you, community. We appreciate it. Hi, my name is Allison Dunsmore, and I'm about as passionate for employer brand as they come. I'm a native New Yorker who has lived all over the United States, meeting incredible people on each leg of the journey. I'm married to an amazing man and mom to a sassy one-year-old girl. I hold a bachelor's degree in communications and a master's degree in HR management. This combination of studies led me to the talent attraction space in 2014, and I've never looked back. While working for notable companies like American Airlines, Banfield Pet Hospital, and PricewaterhouseCoopers, I've managed and supported several programs in the talent attraction space. My experience includes recruitment and brand strategies, retention and brand reputation, social media content curation, digital and programmatic media, inclusion and diversity hiring, and internal and external communications. I'm now excited to say I'm seeking a management position where I can be challenged, grow, and help develop the skills of others. Motivators are more powerful. Are more important than, than outside important. influences, okay. right? Because outside influences are transient. They come and they go and they're like fads. Like it's the difference between a fad and something that is that sticks. A motivator has to do with your mental model. It is how you look at yourself, the world around you, and how you experience things deep in your core. It's your intrinsic motivator. External forces can influence you to behave in certain ways, but they're transient. They change over time. If you're hanging out with one group of kids and they seem cool today, but then you realize another group of kids, you're kind of watching them and you're thinking, hey, they might be cooler. You'll move from one to the other. But what motivates you, what gets you up in the morning, that doesn't change. And so we always assume motivators are these big, kind of that top of the funnel self-actualization stuff. Sometimes people's motivators are stuck in the more, and not stuck, are driven by the more basic things, right? Psychological needs, physiological needs, safety, a sense of, right? Those are where their motivators are. So for sometimes your software engineers are a great example. The motivator for work, the thing that drives them to work is about putting food on the table and having the sense of uh, personal accomplishment is related to how much money they make. And I'm, 
again, I'm making an assumption. I could be anybody. But I say anybody can have this, right? It's about the job that they, the job they have, their value, the thing that motivates them to create or to have a sense of value in it is it pays them, it pays them regularly, and they're able to get the things that they want with it. And the food is on the table and it doesn't interfere with the things they actually are motivated about that they self-actualize about, which could be something completely different. As a like calling, being, yes, it's a like different being thing. a good parent, right? Like there are, or feeling like you are contributing to society. And a lot of times people don't feel like they're contributing to society via their work. They feel like they're contributing to society outside of work. And the work is what affords them that ability to do the other things that they want to do. We oftentimes in our space, Alin, uh-huh. fall into the trap of work is everything. And what 2020 is starting to lay bare is working everything. It is not. It is not. When you have to put inside the same four walls, your work, your family, your children's education, your managing the grocery delivery, right? When everything is happening in one space and you can't bucket it or compartmentalize it the way that we're used to doing by going into the office and having my work friends versus my personal friends and all that sort of stuff, yep. you suddenly start to realize that your priorities are much more, are laid much more bare. Yourself, your motivators, which have nothing to do with what is influencing you in that particular moment, but the thing that drives you may have nothing to do with your work. And that is mm-hmm. okay. And that is more than Okay. Not everybody is driven by what they do professionally. In fact, I think it's a really high number. And we are the people, like, I'm, I'm definitely in a career. Like, I, so I, I vacillate between career and calling. Like, some days I think I was totally put on this planet to make a more egalitarian relationship between work and between uh, employees and employers. Like sometimes I think that's my calling. And then other days I'm like, nope, this is my career. I feel good with it. It's, it's why I really like it. It's really fun. Rarely do I fall into the job. We always, whenever we look at things that have lines on them, like a pyramid or whatever, a hierarchy, we think that that's where you stay. Like, like, like a journey map. Like you'll look at a journey map and you're like, oh, they're going to go here and then they're going to go here and then they're going to here. No, everybody, we are actual human people. The human's going to do what the human's going to do. Like that's, that's the thing. And we will do all kinds of things and, and like opinions change and moods change and lack of sunlight or not being able to leave your house or having to wear a mask. Like all of these things can change your mood, can change your opinion, can change your attitude and can change where you are on any of these hierarchies at any given time. But But it's also human nature to want to go up, 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 up. Absolutely. What you just pointed out is a great example of where we're at today, which is about an influencer, right? The world is influencing people en masse to be focused in a particular space or area around that hierarchy of needs, that basic needs for physiological and safety, right, et cetera. Okay, great. Yep. Those are not core motivators. Some people's core motivators may always be there, or they could be anywhere else on that pyramid, and they may shift and, and change all the time based on the influencers around them. But the core motivator essentially stays the same. I can live up and down that pyramid. So, for example, my core motivator 
is. I, I'm very proud of myself. I've gotten here to this point in my life. My you're right because everybody likes to go up the top of the pyramid. My core motivator is, is around self actualization, right? The desire to become or do something more than I am, right? To continue to grow and to develop. That's just, but that's always been a kind of a core instinct. Yes. But I also will tell <laughs> you, given different times mm. in my life and different influences, I can make decisions and be deeply rooted in my decision-making paradigm in very different places at different times. Sometimes it's very much around safety. Right now, yes. I can tell you, because I've been telling people this for, for weeks, as I've been doing this, I'm in the middle of this home buying process, and it is stressful as all heck for me. I hate it. Oh, yeah. Right? And I am deep in physiological needs, shelter. I am afraid the house isn't going to close, and I'm going to have to move out of this one, and I don't know where I'm going to put my family for that week. And I'm deep into that space. I don't yes. know when I walk out of the house if the people I'm seeing are going to have that I pass on the street are going to infect me with a virus and I'm going to bring it home and I'm going to make my husband who has a terminal illness sick. I, Correct. these are, I am not thinking about my self-actualization motivation. I am completely thinking about safety, but that will change. I know. And, and someday I'll move on to the other place, but as recruitment marketers, we have to be able to understand both the core motivators for people and to feed them right? It's kind of like our normal. In our normal state, we're always thinking about the core motivator and then read the room and adjust when the world is shifting on an access and you need to adjust your message to the influence-based motivators that are happening. And understand it's not just a ladder. People are going to go up and down all over the place. In any given day or any given minute. Absolutely. So your job as a, I, I love how you, I'm kind of really zero and our job as recruitment marketers are to read the room, people, read the room. Yeah. Um, and the room attention. right now is people are scared. Yeah, they're scared. Right. So And so they're a little paralyzed. So address them. It. Help them address it. Be, by the way, it's not a, I love that trust, that example that you shared was fabulous, right? It is not hard to know how to address the challenge. What people yep. need and what you need to say are right there in front of you. You just have to shift your paradigm, shift your thinking. Yeah. And you got to put yourself, again, you, <laughs> I tell people this all the time. If you won't click on it, they won't click on it. Right. Exactly. exactly. Like if you read, like if you go to your career site today or you start auditing all of your automation, you start looking at the communications that you're sending, mm-hmm. read it through the lens of where you are right now. If you are grateful that you have a job and are worried that you're not going to have a job in two weeks, read it like that. Mm-hmm. If you are worried about leaving your house, that you're going to catch a virus, read it like that. If you can read it with that mindset and that paradigm and still say, this is good to go, I would click on this, then you could get it out there. But if there's any pause, do it again. Then ask somebody else. Isn't that what teams are for? God, you would think. Absolutely. We are not a, we are not a, this is not a silo business, folks. We have to, we have to talk and share and ask and adjust. So there you go. So the takeaway message for the week for everybody is one, read the room and then go back and look at your basics and say, hey, how do I adjust this? 
How do I adjust my automated messaging? How do I adjust my talking points? How do I adjust? I've adjusted my process. I know you guys have done that at this point already, right? Your recruiting processes have adjusted because you've had to. How are you adjusting your messaging to reflect where people are? And, and see if that starts to produce more, more impact for you, more value for you. Well, once again, Tracy, thank you. I appreciate it. These are, these are good conversations, and they inspire me to go and do stuff myself. I have Yay. work to do. We all have work to do, so let's get to work. <laughs> we have work to do. We have Bye, work to everybody. do, people. <laughs> go get to work. Read the room. Go get to work. Don't be Florida. Absolutely. And if you're hiring an employer brand person, recruitment marketing person, yeah. hit up the Sunshine Initiative, Parsons SC slash Sunshine Dash Initiative. I have one person on the initiative that got hired already, Alin. <gasps> Yay! And uh, two other are being interviewed by a couple different employers. So awesome. that it's it's starting to ripple. We're starting to get somewhere. But if you're hiring somebody... There is a great resource out there. And if you have been impacted, please, please, please shoot me an email. Hit me up on Twitter uh, at T Parsons and uh, find me on LinkedIn. I'm here to help. Awesome. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon, guys. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Recruitment Marketing Rebelcast. Tracy and I feel privileged and blessed to be a part of your day and would love to have you reach out and tell us what's on your mind. You can reach us on Twitter, Adeline Bailey, and or at T Parsons. Until next time, here's hoping you see a rainbow, have a good belly aching laugh, and find some joy in connecting and growing the world of TA and recruitment marketing. Talk to you soon. Welcome change agents to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.